Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and Zogbert. Today's episode is Masters of the Universe Revelation. 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 Hello, fellow members of Eternia. It is your boy, Static Dreads, joined today with the Bow Before Zog and the Kells with Camera 2. How are you guys doing today? Man, you got to stop reading my my Discord (laughs) (laughs) B-Jobber. It just goes off my head. Just like like, straight up, uh, let's see here. Uh, That says Bow Before. That's the guy. Yeah. Mm, yes, of course. Yeah, how are y'all doing Man. today, you know? I'm hyped that I could go to work, hustle my ass off, come home, eat food, take a shower, and still catch five episodes of the craziest shit that I've seen recently. Yeah. Like, not crazy crazy, but like, oh boy, howdy, this is fun and great and rounded off and also a cliffhanger, and I'm hooked. No, no, I feel that. I feel that. Um... We are down a kill or what's his name? Uh, we're down a strange. Yeah, we're down a strange we're down today. To, we're down a strange boy. Yeah. Um, well, when we were all getting our power ups with Power of Grace call, he unfortunately got left behind. So he will be here next week when he figures out the correct command to join us over here. Uh, which is not getting impaled. Yes. Don't get impaled, kids. It's bad for your health. Except get the spike. Get spiked. Um, get impaled. With the COVID vaccine, um, it will only hurt a little. Unless you're an anti-vaxxer. But anyway, before we get into that here today. Oh, shit. um, So, yeah, uh, we're talking about He-Man, Master of the Universe, the Revelation, which is a Netflix exclusive. You know, we love those words here in 2021. Um, Came out last week, you know, so we just... Five episodes out of ten. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna start. Uh, big ol' spoiler alert. Yeah, big. Go spoilers. watch it. It's worth your time. It's five whole episodes right now. Sw- we're gonna talk about it. Heads up. This is only half the season. The Which other is half exciting. is coming later. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when later is, but I. It's so great that there is more literally on the way. Yeah, now we just gotta, you know, see it. So, yeah. But anyway, um, my first reaction upon watching these five episodes was like, holy shit, this is better than I expected. Um, Yeah, no, I went in with like zero expectations towards this, I feel like. I just was like, okay, it's He-Man, it's a cartoon, it it's content for a podcast. worse than that then. Yeah, I mean, I expected like at least, a, I expected it to be like better or at least on par with Masters of the Universe, which was okay. You know, I looked at it with nostalgia goggles on it, but yeah. So I'll I'll be real. I was kind of a little worried. Like with the with the first episode, we're getting the setup to the world. And first off, the intro. We've got this crazy matte painting in the classic like 80s style you would think on like a poster. And two things. One, Snake fucking Mountain. 
who drew this snake? Who drew this <laughs> snake? He looks derpy. I, I mean, think yeah. they literally just took a model from the uh, original cartoon from the 80s. <laughs> so. Snake fucking mountain, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, All, it, also. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Also, what a way to make Skeletor look like a badass. Yeah, no, they did a Out really good a job fucking, with Skeletor. On a fucking throne with Evelyn just called chilling at the foot of the throne and doom and destruction behind. Makes up for uh, Snake fucking Mountain. Yeah, yeah, you know, I just really rocked with like just the updated animation style. Um, courtesy of Powerhouse Animation, they have been killing it for the Netflix exclusives, you know, Castlevania, um, Blood of Zeus. Like, they've just been... This is they, This they is definitely what Blood know. of Zeus wanted to be. They definitely know how to do fight scenes well, because the fight scenes are literally the most enjoyable part about this. Yeah, I mean, like, I will say, yeah. I mean, like, it's... I enjoyed a lot of it. You know, I enjoyed seeing the scenery, seeing more of the world than we had seen before. I thought that was really dope. Um, I liked... I liked the characters. I liked the kind of old man at arms look, like kind of like that old man Logan, like Wolverine type of vibe you got going on. I was rocking with it. Um, but yeah, let's get into the plot of it. Again, spoilers. We have warned you. So if you have not watched this, again, go watch it and come back. We'll still be here. So this is a sequel to Masters of the Universe, at least that's how I understand it. It's a sequel to the original, yes. Yeah. So it's we've just a continuation of whatever happened there. Yeah. We Which I kind of feel like is just a monster of the week. Here's our characters. We can make literally as many episodes as we want. So we're going to. Like this is the setup that you have. We're going to sell toys. So we have a bunch of characters. And then we're just going to make a show. With as many episodes that nothing really happens, but you can watch them, right? Same type of uh, uh, Transformers vibe. Oh, yeah. Like most cartoons in the 80s. Yes, that is the vibe. <laughs> but that leaves room for the modern day to really tell in, like an in-depth narrative with the basic premise of the world and the characters and whatnot. Yeah, no, because we've like we've had the episode of the week, like you said, and now we're going and we're doing the overall plot, like an overall mission goal, which I really enjoy. So it starts off with like them having a banquet to be, uh, celebrate Tila becoming the new man in their arms, like or the position. So, uh. We get there and like we see that there's also something happening at the um, Castle Grayskull. But then we're like, wait, you know, where's Adam? And Adam's like, oh, I'm here. So who the heck is that Grayskull? And we see that it's one of Skeletor's probably probably Skeletor's best like scheme, in my opinion, just right off the rip, because I'm like, OK, he actually was able to pull this off wow okay congratulations on you skeletor i appreciate that and he goes in and he's like yo um what's her name uh 
talking about Kila? the sorceress? Yeah, the sorceress. Oh, oh yeah, it's just sorceress. That's right. She never has an actual name. So sorceress is like your plans never work. I mean, somehow I don't remember this like wealth of technology in He Man. Like, do y'all like? Yes. <laughs> uh, he Man is basically a mixture of technology and magic. Magic basically helps the world exist and everything, but it's mostly technology that runs it. Okay. Man, I'm going to nerd crack out on you right quick. I'm reading The Wheel of Time, which none of you really know about, but it's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, we're living in a fantasy world, but there's hints that maybe there was past world of great technology that we'll never really know other than the remnants of. Um, but no, that's the fun part of um, He-Man. The fun part of Masters of the Universe is that it's a combination of both like a cyberpunk slash magical bullshit universe. Yeah, yeah. no, well, that's like definitely I feel like it's more like balanced than it was last time because I feel like when I was watching Masters of the Universe, it was definitely more magic focused and technology focused. Um, so that feels like a healthy mix. So yeah, anyway, basically He-Man is like, um, the sorcerer calls out to He-Man, it's like, yo, I need you a grace call. It's just going down, like Skeletor and his whole posse are here, like squat up. So Adam's like, yo, man at arms, spin attack. And no one questions how like man at arms knows this, which has always baffled me. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Look, the gen- the general saying shit's going down. The army's just going to get ready. Yeah. So they go. The biggest takeaway of this, like, first episode was like, He Man's dad is a total prick. <laughs> like, Basically, I was like, yes. I was like, all right, okay, you're trash. Uh, absolute trash. <laughs> I love how his first line is literally ju- just Adam commenting on, like, how proud uh, Man at Arms or Duncan is of his daughter and the king's first line in the whole show is literally just it's called parental pride something i hope to feel about you one day man god damn dude that's my one hang up about this whole show is tila's like doesn't know nobody knows except everybody knows that prince adam is actually he-man holy shit um but tila doesn't know he-man and adam's best friend separately And the king has no idea that his son, Prince Adam, is fucking He-Man. Because he's a horrible father. However, okay, fair play. His his, uh, Prince Adam's mom knows. The fucking queen knows. Yeah, Yeah, because she's a conscious parent. uh, Yeah, true. (laughs) She had to figure it out. But, like, how does Tila not attribute that fact to the king? Like... Hey, King Man, we're in the same yeah. boat. Neither one of us knew. But either way, yes, you're right. The King's an asshole. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that... Finish the recap for the episode, but yeah, that that really stuck in my craw, too. Yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of like exactly that. why. It's exactly why, because fuck that guy. We don't care about him. He's an asshole. Yeah. His son died out of nowhere. But anyways, anyways, anyways. So yeah, like you just said, he died. <laughs> he man dies. I was getting there, but yeah. So he man, love it. Oh no, you're good. Um, so yeah, he man gets in the fight with Skeletor, and Skeletor uses some trickery to get him to open the covenant of the old origin powers, and it happens, and he man dies like 
sucking up the power so Skeletor can't use it. And that's the end of the first episode. And like you said, like major gripes come from this episode. My major thing is that what comes right after this, because that's not exactly the end. They go back. They tell the king he gets pissed off. Tila decides, you know what? I was lied to. So I quit and storms out of the place. And I'm like, you just you and the king should be like feeling the same shit right now. Why are you yelling at him, too? Well, <laughs> Why are you to leaving me, this kingdom like completely un- without a general? What the hell is this? <laughs> to me, I attributed that to her being loyal to her father. Because, like, yes, she was mad at her dad, but the Except king was totally... she walked out on her dad. She I know, walked out I'm, on I'm, everyone. I'm, I'm finishing it, what I'm saying. Like, even though, like, her dad lied to her as well, but it common sense saw that the king was completely overreacting by banishing men-at-arms and saying, I'll kill you if you ever show up. So she's like, I'm not going to support this. Like, but I'm going out on my own. Like, screw this magic. She's like, I don't want... Like, because Tila still has, like, that sense of loyalty that we see throughout the series and then it's expressed what she has is an anger but like hurt later in the series which i can rock with that like because a lot of times when people come off as mad they're really like hurt or sad or scared or something else that comes off as anger because anger is you know the subconscious of a defense mechanism instead of showing weakness you know like ferocity I get all that, but at the same time, just we've been shown she's a good warrior already. She's like calm, collected. She knows what's like at stake for all of this. And she knows that that shit just went way up considering the guardian and most powerful man in the universe is dead. (laughs) I mean, so I just it seems like everything was just meant to be this like shark jump moment to like get her out of there. When you, I don't know, you could have just like given her amnesia and then done the same shit uh, you did in the later episodes without this big blow up kind of thing that just doesn't flow well. It doesn't match with anything else we saw before and is, yeah, I don't, it's just an excuse to get her out of there. And and maybe that's because we don't have a lot of context to the relationship. We don't have a lot of time to spend with them being friends. We don't have time to build the lie. We just know, Hey, there's a lie. And the lie has been unveiled as literally Superman explodes from existence. And now we have to deal with the outcome in like family terms. It's kind of wild, but yeah, and I, mean, I mean, with five episodes yeah. of setup, like honestly, that's what we what that's what we're given. And the other four episodes are like, oh, her dealing with this with no answers other than like the ones she can scrounge up. And I mean, like, I feel like in lack of storytelling on the front end, it's done on the back end, especially when they again spoilers, especially when they meet to back up, like when she sees him in like whatever their version of Valhalla is. And she kind of like explains her frustration. She's like, you left me. I had to put this all together. And even with um, cringe, who was like, listen, I'm a person who's been scared. Like, I felt like it was explained really good on the back end. So I didn't really have like that much like issue with it. Honestly, like it wasn't like, oh, yeah. like, oh, this is trash. Like, you know, 
to me. Like it didn't really discredit the series. Like I see what you're uh, saying. It, it was but like yeah. It it just doesn't match with anything else. It just seems like they put so little effort into figuring it out. Honestly, I still think it'd be better if they just like. Oh, He-Man's dead. Cut that entire scene in the throne room out and pick up right as Tila's got a new partner and she's out doing things by herself. And we have to figure, as the audience, have to figure out what the hell happened. You know, that might be an excellent way to do that. You know, just He-Man dies, we see Tila freak the fuck out, and then cut to introduction of her on her own. Well, he's talking about getting rid of the freak out all in general. Well, well, yeah, no. we or, we see the event that transpires that causes the freak out, but then we move on to her living her yeah. life separately. If we have to parse out why. If it's all about Tila anyway, then just keep the focus on her and not worry about anyone else's reaction to this shit. But equally, like I can I can see this being mildly aimed at a younger audience because of the violence we really see it's action heavy you know but we don't see a lot of blood away from it (laughs) yeah yeah so you know well produced but angled at a different audience than like invincible which i'm fine with that i'm just saying there's better ways they could have done this that yeah would have matched better yeah um but tila is our protagonist for this entire show the show called he-man's about tila guys and you know what um in the scheme of i don't really know what he-man's about other than uh trying to sell me toys i'm kind of excited that we don't really get to see he-man do he-man stuff except for the first episode yeah normally i'd be completely okay with it honestly tila's not a bad protagonist (laughs) I like the stuff she's going through. I like the story being told here for the most part. It's just certain scenes every now and again really takes me out of it. Like yeah. scenes like what? Oh, besides the throne scene, there's small little things uh, like where she's telling a story about how uh, to the new girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, yes. Andrea. Sure. I, I, I don't Alicia. Wait now. Andra. Andra. Andra that one her new partner um and she's talking she's telling this story where we get a flashback about how her and he-man uh fought against um skeletor and merman who i find this hilarious they had kevin conroy versus mer voice merman so this is and with more camel as skeletor it's basically like the joker and batman teamed up together to take out this Superman-like figure. <laughs> they did that on purpose. They you had to have well. done that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's hilarious. Anyway. Um, and by the end of it, she, of course, He-Man gives a corny little line. Uh, Andra straight up like, did he seriously say that? And Tila's response is, yeah, He-Man had the um, humor of a teenager. And just... Little things uh, they did like that that would like poke fun at like the series beforehand from the 80s. I'm like, OK, I see what you're going for. But can we focus on the story here? <laughs> this, now, I this will shit was give, good. <laughs> I will give you one thing. 
I, I had a good time. I had a great time watching this. One thing that didn't land uh, as often as it should have, it was about 50-50 for me, was all of the one-liners, you know? Yeah. They do a thing and they hit a quip and it's like either it's Mark Hamill and you're like, <laughs> or it's uh, Tila and you're like, you know what? Whatever you just said about let slip the cogs of war, man, <laughs> you try. You sure as fuck try. I appreciate but, the mm. effort, but. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. I see you, but damn. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Kai, where are we in the in the tracking of the very important rundown? Yeah. So basically, since we're talking about characters anyway, um, what is do you guys have a favorite character or characters plural? Uh, honestly, this is only half of the season, so n- not really. I mean, that's far, of course. I like, will say, uh, if I had to pick one, like gun to my head, pick one right now, probably Skeletor. Just because Skeletor. I usually like everything Mark Hamill does anyway. And this one, you're, he's like allowed to have a little fun with it. So yeah. you can tell the inflections are kind of like meant to be some jokes here and there. Uh, we have yet to hear a um, yeah. Yeah, right. Which I'm cool with. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm waiting for them to give me a really actually, good meh. Actually, uh, one other thing I found I found out about was the guy who voices Moss Man in this version. Was the original voice of Skeletor. Really? Yeah. Huh. I wonder why they didn't have him voice Skeletor. Because Because you got the yeah. chance to have Mark Hamill in this. Who else were you yeah. going to let it be? True. Uh, True. But if I had a one character that kind of surprised me that how much I liked them was Orko. Yeah. I did not expect to like Orko. Orko was the unsung G of this character. Like... Of this group. Um, it's weird because I watched some of the 80s cartoon. Hated Orko. Absolutely hated him. I mean, I, I remember the in Master of the Universe I remember, as well. Yeah, I remember the 2002 reboot. Yeah, He-Man, Master of the Universe. Hated him there, too. Absolutely hated him. <laughs> Even the introduction to him in the first episode, it's like, oh, okay. You're just a character There's- I'm going to have to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, here's the kind of comic relief guy. He doesn't really know how to do stuff. He's just, you know. Here to set up some jokes and yada, yada, yada. But when you get to like episode three and you see the state he's in and you're just like, wow, you actually got me to feel sad for this guy I hated. See, okay. And then episode four. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Yes, we will get that. Turned it completely around in episode four. Yeah, we will get to the events of episode four. Let's let's get through these characters first, sir. Calm down. Um, and I th- I feel like another reason I like Orko. So I feel like he's the same voice actor as the person who voice acts as King in the Owl House. I think uh, I could be wrong. Griffin Newman. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure actually. Yeah. Quickly trying to find out the George Lucas talk show. Uh, our cartoon president, Dicktown, Supergirl, The Tick. Um, I'm not seeing Owl House. Yeah, I don't see Owl House anywhere. Okay, on here. That, that's fine. I was wondering what you were saying. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> not, not speaking 
I don't know. I'm li- well, yes, yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> for me, my favorite character is like it's kind of a toss up between between Man at Arms and Robo Robot the robot Robot Roboto yeah like him and Man at Arms are like tied but like I know he can't be my favorite character because he only has like five lines. But Lord Jesus, I love Grayskull. Like, such a man. Like, I'm like, yeah. The, the like, fact that they got the Allstate guy to voice him, too. Yes. I was like, let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. I ain't gonna lie. When they were like, it's the OG. And I was like, yo, he's black. All right. Okay. I'm just like, I'm just, just like. The thing that got a- me is that he came in riding a freaking Triceratops. <laughs> yes. And then, like, straight up nose dive tackle, like a battle cat i'm just like all right <laughs> you know like and he's like go be free with nature i was like yeah this is great <laughs> like i need more of him i need more of him so those are like my top three i feel like what about you kales man of course man at arms you've got the grizzled old greatest man alive coming back to save the universe but also, like, Evil Inn, man. Evil Inn. Yes. The voice of What's Her Bucket from <laughs> Castlevania. Um, but also, Cersei. Literally Cersei from Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That explains why she's so good at betrayal. Like, Jesus. Also, Big Mama from Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who? But all right, I didn't know that one. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just, yeah, reading, I'm just, I'm just reading credits. Yeah, here, no, but. I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. Look, she's no. a damn good actress, and I was not expecting like Evelyn at all, let alone yeah. have uh, the chemistry she did with Orko. <laughs> but damn, did they pull it off, and God, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, she did like a really good job. Like, she was also in like a lot of other cartoons. She was in um like Infinity Train, which everyone tells me I need to watch. So we might have to cover that here on the podcast at some point. Um yeah, let's do Yo, total total side note, I'm fucking crack. Um she was not the voice of Carmella. Okay, yeah. It was Jamie Murray, another <laughs> British woman. Yeah. Um I'm I'm sorry uh to just, both of them. Yeah, I just thought you were gonna be like side note, I'm smoking crack. And I was gonna be like uh, No nah, man. <laughs> Uh, I was well, that's like, a weird place for that confession, but all right. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, I also mistook um, Roboto as the voice of Robot from Invincible, and I was worried that the man was being typecast as Robot from <laughs> it, here on out. But it uh, happens sometimes. Yeah. Thank God, there's more than one robot sounding person in the yeah. universe. Yeah, no, like a hundred, a hundred percent love to Robot, and you know, more than one person having a voice. <laughs> um, but no, Evelyn is totally dope. Like, I I don't think this was the first time we saw her without her helmet on. I feel like. Man, I knew from the intro, Skeletor had a baddie. He did. Like, he did. And unfortunately, she's loyal. So, you know how that goes. But yeah. So. I mean, you could tell in that moment, she was just like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like that was a double edge. But. um. But what a way to tell a story, man. Yeah. Like, they got you hooked and believing, like, she could be good. Like, that's what I love. And it wasn't. Like, well, the, the sides were so blurred during this season. That was probably my favorite thing about this season. 
There was like no good and bad. There was like everybody trying to survive, you know? Well, I don't know. Apparently they decided to take the heroic sacrifice of He-Man and say, yeah, because he did what he did, the world's going to end. I mean, yeah. You're not sure. That's okay. That's a way to do it. I wasn't expecting that twist. Yeah, no, I was hyped for that, too. I liked that, you know, what there was going to. It was either it was a catch twenty two. The world was gonna end either way because Skeletor was on that big stupid energy. Yeah, I just I hate that. That's basically the energy that they take for it throughout the whole thing. Just forgetting that Skeletor also did this. <laughs> he and Adam's whole sacrifice at least bought them time to fix yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh-huh. his. It's not his fault. They basically squandered a whole year of it. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get into. Actually, was it a year? Because we never got like a time. Skip. I don't was, know. I, I was throwing a time frame out there. Yeah, there that was, did bother me too. There, I mean, there was some text that said what the time frame was like at the beginning of episode two or end of episode one or whatever. But yeah. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Man at arms got extra, extra old. Yeah. And I feel like we couldn't State tell ripped, with though. anyone else. Yeah, of course. When you out here like, you know, you know. And you got like a hot mama sorceress to go home to that you can never see. Like, you know. I mean, until the magic was destroyed. Yeah. And then still, hey, it was you know like, what? y'all all old, anyways. It's a, it's a sweet old couple. Yeah. And then it was still like, hey, girl, which, okay. So here's a question. So is Man at Arms Tila's adopted father or her real father? Adopted. Adopted. Whole, yeah. So, whole ass. But like, spoiler alert, that wasn't a series. Sorceress is her mother. So what? <laughs> it's not like they hinted at that every second the sorceress was on screen. <laughs> but bro, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's like, it's, wait, if the world's going to end anyway, why'd you bother stopping time? I wanted to see you, Tila. Why me? You know, let's just skip over that and get to the possible solution. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, aren't they a couple like sorceress and man at arms? And like sorceress is Tila's mother, so like, why is that her adopted father? Because who is the, her real father? Because, uh, well, I know in the two thousand three, two thousand two, the remake that they originally did, yeah, uh, they they said it was a. Uh, they had this whole flashback explaining the sorceress's past and everything. Where is she, Tila Jesus? Where, kind of. Uh, oh. At least that's what this new series is telling me. Um, essentially, the sorceress left Grayskull, wanted to connect with humanity and everything, found an injured soldier, turned out to be Duncan's brother. And when she left him and went back to Grayskull, turned out she was pregnant. And she needed to like connect with the royal family or something to actually like find the Guardian. And around that time, she met Duncan man at arms and she was just like hey you're the perfect person to leave my child with here you go <laughs> so wait she got knocked up by his brother and then was like yeah oh that's massive simp energy bro that's no man at arms yeah that's the thing that. she's the only one who actually like knew all of those details though so wait wait wait, wait. I'm gonna run this back for you one more time so she got it on with Duncan's brother then he died and then she was like yo take uh, care of my child we don't know if he died. That's a I know it, Stark shit. I know in the 2002 series, the brother did not die. He was just like a disgraced soldier because he never came back to the battlefield or something. 
Hmm. Even though he was injured, had amnesia, and didn't really know anything until the war was over. Do we know why sorcerers chose to bone him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she has that thing where nurses fall in love with um, their patients. I don't. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. I'm pretty sure no, it's the opposite. That's of not that. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I'm pretty bro. sure it's the opposite Stock- of that. <laughs> Nurses aren't captives, they're employees. You've obviously <laughs> never been a nurse. You want to leave. You're like, shut up. Okay, we get it. Um, sick. No, that's actually uh, But yeah, I, I don't remember. It's been years. All right. All right. Almost, okay. okay. Almost 20 years, I think. So, Lord, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That is how time works. Yo. It's crazy. Total off topic behind the scenes information about Tila. The Tila character was created by Donald F. Glut, and initially Mattel did not wish to include a female character in the series, fearing that it would not appeal to boys. But they changed their minds because they're good businessmen, and they realized they could reuse the mold of Tila figures to create additional female toys, which might appeal to girls. So that's where She-Ra came from. This is a monster. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? I kind of wish Shira was in here. I'm not even going to hold you. That's like one thing that I wish would have happened. Man, I wish. It, considering I wish Netflix that. already has a Shira series, <laughs> and I don't know how they would tie the that one with this one together. Who I don't cares? think it's going to happen anytime soon. Doesn't need to be related. I at wish all. fucking He Man was in this shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Let's get He Man back before we do any of that. I don't. I mean, I go ahead. Go ahead. No, I said no. You were talking. Go ahead. Good. Uh, no, like I ain't even mad that he's not in this show. Like, not even like a real prominent feature in this first five episodes. Like, it really makes you care about Tila and the combining of the good and evil forces, and like the trying to save the world and the universe from the lack of magic. Yeah, like it makes yeah. you care about the world and not just fucking He Man being He Man. Yeah, true. true. And um, if but and if that was the whole story and everything, I'd be perfectly fine with it. But there is a few twists that say there's more to come. Yeah. So and some I don't of these know how to feel about them. Some of these twists, or more so, like let's get into the death. Like, man, like okay, <laughs> you got the new kill Skeletor killing the old Skeletor in the first episode. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. I had to, my brain had to compliment that. Um, so yeah, we start like, there was a lot of death and I was like, yo, like, why are all my favorite characters like kind of dying right now? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I was like, oh, Orko was the biggest one for me was Orko's death, which was foreshadowed. So it should not have been like as emotional as it was. I felt, but like, but it was the first time Orko was ever useful. So yeah. And like, so we're going we also gotta talk about the fight scene that happened. So Orko's fight scene versus Scareglow, because it's not Skeletor, it's Scareglow, who is like the fear monger Satanist. He's basically which, the Grim Reaper of Eternia. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Powerhouse Studios, but they be doing Grim Reaper slash death animation solid. Like I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's get more dead death. That we can animate. Um, but yeah, no, seeing that whole fight 
between Scareglow and Tila was like super dope. Like that whole scene of just being in the underworld or hell or whatever it's called um, was so sub subternia. Yeah, subternia. Yeah, that's a dumb name. Well, man, I think the other one was upternia. So it was preternia. It was pre oh, preternia. I'll take it. Yeah. Also, N- none of also it's... dumb, but still. <laughs> And we have the, it, the human world of Eternia. Yeah, <laughs> I, it fits with the theme, I guess. Yo, but on your point about fight scenes, like in this fight scene where um, Tila goes up against her fear in the form of He-Man, we really get to see one of the pinnacles of their fight scene animation. Like everything that Man at Arms does is wonderful but like this is really where you can kind of feel the pulse of their other influences oh my god the choreography on that it was amazing man when she bust out the grappling hook and turned it into a whip i was like i know i had seen this shit before switching between like three different weapons (laughs) no her weapon switching like stav was super dope like that goes into like the top 10 weapons that i want like off the rip um, but yeah, now that and, whole thing was so good. Like, I love how they used the green and the color. Like, it gave me that, um, gave me that good, like, villainous vibe. Like, it was really solid. Man, five episodes of crazy fight scenes is really where it's at. Yeah. I don't really care that, like, He Man is Superman and doesn't exist anymore. Like, you have done incredible animation and you have a basic plot i can follow that's all i really want in a good time and then we got like more than that because the deaths were really i didn't expect a series like this to have like the deaths and like the stakes that it did um especially with like the orco death when he did the sacrificial lamb trope kind of but it was done so well with like the whole circles and the orbs because that wasn't even like a fight scene it was more like a power beam struggle that was done. It was like, basically holding him off long enough for everybody to get through the door. Yeah, and then his last words to Evelyn, I was like, "Yo, like that was." <laughs> hey, I can do it. I can do magic. Which was like really super dope, and he's like, "I won't fail you this time." And then Man at Arms just being a whole ass goon, like just taking mer bodies, <laughs> like that was great. And, and finding him at the at episode. At like almost the end of episode five, finding out he defended an entire castle by himself from a yeah. complete cult. The, that's what I'm saying. Man at arms f- is that dude. Like rocking that fucking like Spartan laser. Yes. Oh my god. Bruh. And then not and that time when we met him once he was finally old, like fighting all those cyber goons. Yeah, what was that? With the not spilling a drop of the water. What was that? Oh, I've seen that somewhere before, despite Avatar, because I know that's what Zoggin's going to say. Um, I've seen it. I'm just glad that they didn't make a, oh my God, my flowers joke about the cabbage stand when the stinker does. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt it. I felt it, but I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. Um, it was really cool to see um, just all that happen. And the whole, like, <laughs> robot cult was so, like, refreshing to see. I feel like that was a really fresh, like, take on that. Like, just seeing how... I wouldn't expect that. Like, that was very 
out of left field for me, but I rocked with it, you know, because I didn't really see that type of thing happening, if that makes sense. Um, because it just it just didn't make sense, I guess. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I could see it with uh, how you were talking previously with how you felt that the technology wasn't a major part of He-Man to you in your memory. Yeah. So I, I could totally see that. And and this is an interesting point that they explore is now that magic isn't a thing, technology becomes king. Yeah. And then like the whole people drinking nanobots out here. I'm just like, all right, man, that little girl, man, that was dope. Like when she did the whole head turn and Taylor, uh, Taylor was like, I gotta say his little girl. And she's like, I don't want to be saved. I'm just like, no, the moment that head turned around, I was like, this is the exorcist killer. (laughs) Either kill her or get the hell out. (laughs) And they did. And that's all we could have asked for. None of that. (laughs) But no, like, and then Roboto's death, like also really messed me up. Cause I was like, yo, like I get it. Like, you get a soul. Death is the final release for you. You felt fear. That's dope. But I wasn't done with you. It's like Black Panther when in Civil War, when Home Dude went to go kill himself and T'Challa was like, the living are not done with you yet. That's how I felt. I'm like, no, get your ass back here. Like, you just can't forge a sword, making it look all cool and ethereal and then disappear. But get your butt back here. Man, I, I love and hated the fact where he was like, I've done it. I've reforged the fucking sword of power. And the sword of power looks at him and goes, yeah, you did. <laughs> and he looks back and goes, oh, and then explodes. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, they didn't have to do like that. And then I was kind of mad at Andrew. I was like, you knew this would happen. Like, you knew this would happen. Because the second man arms and go, I was like, okay, like there's going to be some bull crap with the forging. I know there is like, because they can't kill off Man of Arms because he's like one of the staples of He-Man. So, and then I was worried about Roboto, but I was like, nah. When they when I saw like the other dude there, like Hero, I was like, cool, he gonna live. Oh, also shout out to Phil Lamar, like for being in this. Like <laughs> always Just shout out to shout Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar for being no, for awesome. <laughs> yes, I love you, Phil Lamar, and I need you to do more things so I can give you money that I don't have at the moment. <laughs> Now, he did so much already, and you wanted to do more. Yes. <laughs> One of my hangups is the. All right. So we just had Orko die. Everybody but Orko makes it through the portal. And Orko's like, yeah, man, fuck this guy. Be bound in hell, Satan. And then, boom, blinks out of existence. And immediately. Yeah, it's like, oh fuck you, bad guy. Oh, I tried my hardest, good guy. Oh, Evelyn, blah blah. And then he shows up and is like, Evelyn just straight up like, I'm sorry for your loss. Fuck you. You're the reason for it. Kill you. Yeah, I I tried my, I tried not hard enough, bitch. It's like uh, it's the throne room scene all over again. Fucking Adam shows up and is like, hey, fuck's going on? We're all dead. And, and then suddenly we're all cool. We're going to mourn Orko now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. That was very, that was, that bothered me. I was like, the scene feels like way too forced. It feels like. Very forced, very rushed, very not cohesive. And maybe that comes down to runtime. We've only got five episodes. 
We just had this big moment that felt good. It was sad. It was awesome. And now we have to continue rolling the story along because we only have five episodes to get through. And it really bothered me because I was, I hope that we did not get, so let's talk about predictions and moving forward with the next five episodes. So you one thing. You might want to finish out describing the fifth episode first. Oh, oh yeah. There's some big shit there. No, that's what I was Man. doing. Um, so yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So fifth episode is like, we have this huge, like, reversey twisty turby toppy and that's when okay we get the swords together we come back adam is like i'm back man their arms like <laughs> i never left bitch <laughs> he's out here killing <laughs> okay i'm sorry i thought it was funny they tried to believe that they try to bring the planet back with and bring magic back to the universe and then adam man, gets killed all when, over again because fuck adam man. <laughs> When Adam walks into that room and looks at his greasy smudge on the floor that's still there, I was like, <laughs> "Cold world, bro." That's that shit right there. Yeah. I just didn't expect him to get murdered immediately again. afterwards. See, that's what makes me I was wonder. Like, what the fuck was the point of this? <laughs> no, see, which we don't see him die. Yeah, and we know the rule in all animation: unless the body stops moving. Even if the body stops moving, you, we ain't we don't know you dead until you dead. Like we don't know you dead until you dead. I'll put it that way. So like we don't know you're dead until we don't see you again. Yes, like ever. The reason we knew Orko was dead is because the episode ended and we ain't seen no remnants of him. The reason we knew Roboto was dead because that whole is dead. But <laughs> yes, we saw we straight up saw him power down and everything. The reason I'm sure Adam is dead is because we literally see him stop breathing. We don't see him stop breathing. He was still breathing. We see at him the end. gasping. Oh, pull. We see him gasping, like spitting up blood f- from his mouth, and then we just see it stop. And then it looks over hey. to Tila, who looks over at Skeletor, who had all just I'm stabbed saying, him, and then holds up the sword. <laughs> all I'm saying is, episode one, Skeletor gets skewered and then grabs a hold of the other sword and then gets nuked, just like uh, yeah. What's his bucket? Adam. Skeletor, I can kind of give a little away to because he is the he knows the magic. He knows how to do this shit. I mean, Adam and is he is Valhalla. a living skull, and he is a living skull. He's supposed to be dead already. Yes, Adam literally had to go you. through random stupid magic bullshit to be brought back to life. He walked through a gate. <laughs> like that's all he did, a, bro. A gate that should not have existed. <laughs> like, all yeah, he did exactly. was walk through an awning to another to another realm of paradise. Like this is spooky magic bullshit. But again, like, I agree with you. Like Adam doesn't have much going for him now that he's just alive again. However, I argue that the timeline of this section isn't really clear it's kind of all focused on skeletor yeah we see adam get skewered skeletor take the sword and become master of the fucking universe and then end show we don't see what happens to adam because he's still being clutched by uh tila yeah that's the biggest problem with all of it is that this is only half the season yeah, that's which is exciting too. <laughs> yeah, anything can happen in the next one, but at the same time, I'm like, but you left me off 
in basically the same place that the show started in. Exactly. I swear I thought this was where the first episode was going, that Skeletor was going to win episode one, and then it's how do we beat Skeletor? Yeah. I would have no, loved that. <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> but Kind of a Samurai Jack of yeah, Masters of the Universe. Exactly. <laughs> I, I will mean, say, though, that final design we had of Skeletor, like, dope. that was cool. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. Like, and... My prediction for the next, like, I, the He-Man state, the Adam state, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some other type of something that's going to give Adam a second win. Um, Tila's obviously main character, so something's going to happen with her, of course. But I feel like Paradise is going to play a role in this again. Or what's it called? Like, upper tier or something, whatever. I already forgot the name. Returnia or some ish whatever it's going to play a role in it going forward because we know Skeletor is not going to win the day. So we just got to see how, and I definitely feel like Evelyn is like going to pull some like triple agent type ish. Like now that she's like, I'm a bad bitch. And I know that like, I could like when she said that I could have ruled, like I didn't have to follow him. I was like, okay, I'm listening to these words. I'm feeling these words. So we're going to see what's going to happen. So I feel like it's a safe bet to see that Evelyn's going to do something. And, you know, Beastman, mad loyal, though. Shout out to him for being mad loyal to the hoes. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. I don't know. I Honestly, with the rate, uh, with the way this show is going and the way I see things presented to me, I feel like it's going to end up being, nah, Adam's just fucking dead. And then Tila ends up accessing similar powers to the Oracle. And then she gets the sword of power and becomes the new He-Man or he Bro. or she woman or whatever the fuck they're going to call her this time around. Cause it isn't going to be. Imagine. She Imagine she is the first She-Ra. That'd be dope. That would be wild. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's all we got for this one. Um, these, Man, I got predictions other than her being the first she wrote. Yeah, hit me. So, like, I want to see either Adam lives and is not He-Man. Like, has to find a way to, like, regain the He-Man-ness or just be a regular-ass bitch that can fight, like, everyone else. Yeah. Or Adam dies. I don't really want to see... Tila become the next master of the universe. But you know what? No one's going to be master of the universe because Skeletor is. If Adam's alive, cool. If not, all right, well, let's just save the universe and be done with it. Like, the way I feel, like, I gotta kind of agree with you. Like, I mean, it's He-Man, so I'm always down to see more He-Man, like, or at least at this point, some He-Man. But yes, <laughs> but like, I don't want Tila to get the power because I feel like that goes against what Tila was about. Like, I know she's like predestined yeah, like, with the sorcerer and everything, but I'm like, Tila doesn't need to be He-Man. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be from what it seems like. And I feel like I feel like there was a lot of foreshadowing from the Paradise people like Power Grayskull and all that. And when they were like, Adam was the only one that chose to take his lesser form. 
when coming to paradise. So I feel like there's, a, I feel like he just can't go out like a bitch, basically. Like, I feel like he's got to have <laughs> something more grandiose than that. Even though I know he's probably not going back to paradise, he's going to die a normal human, like they said. But like, which is fine. Well, I just don't want it to be after he got murked. Yeah. Like 30 seconds from him walking out of paradise. Yeah, no, we can't be having that. I refuse to take that, like, as faction. Like, I already had one show do that to me, which was so much worse than this. But, like, I refuse that to happen again. And I need Skeletor to get, like, Rick. I need, like, the technology people to, like, rise up against Skeletor and be like, <laughs> call blood. There's no way it's going to happen. Everyone's going to bow down and just start worshiping him. I know, but it would be great if it did. But. It would be two seconds. Because, <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Okay, magic plus He-Man strength. <laughs> you are dead. Just death everywhere. Everyone now looks like Skeletor. I mean, man, you got me excited. How are they going to do Henry Law- Rollins bad by Skeletor murking all the technology folk? I'm not really sure how, but... They're going to find a way. Like, Evil Eye Dude's going to be, like, on some ish. <laughs> so. Yeah, Triclops was Henry Rollins. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's his name, Henry Triclops. Rollins. I forgot. I literally forgot that was his name. I was like, who is this? <laughs> Henry Rollins is a punk singer from the 70s. And Ooh. I like punk okay. singers. That, that's his whole thing. Yeah. We'll catch y'all next time for more <laughs> coming soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Uh, I don't know when He-Man's second part is coming out, but I am certainly excited. Personally. Yeah, we will bring it to you. It might not be the week of. It might be six months later in the rotation. It could be next year. No, this <laughs> uh, is current stuff. We will forward <laughs> it through the list. We have to capitalize when we can. Yes, we will see when this. We will be bringing it to you as soon as it gets brought. Believe it. Um, yeah. All on Content Breaker. All your podcatchers, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast, at Content Breaker or Twitter, Instagram, whatever, Content Breaker as well. Yes. Um, We will catch you guys on the next one.